can help me address this with your questions. I don't think of myself as a storyteller. Um, I don't really create unique creative stories. I kind of retell things that have already happened or write my opinion about things. So. And the way that you use your personal story in your articles, it's like you you are telling stories. You're a creator. Okay. You're bringing forth something from nothing. I love that. It's powerful. It is. I agree with you. When we share our story with people, you know, we bring them along with us. Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenland Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Storyteller Station. I'm so glad you're here. And I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. And whether it's rain or sunshine, I hope whatever it is, it puts a smile on your face. Today, I am delighted to bring you an interview with the lovely Jenny Polk. She became a friend um, through Facebook and just the online community. And I actually had a friend at church who knows I'm a writer and knew Jenny was a writer and said, you should, you should read some of her stuff and you should you know, go online and, and become friends with her. And I did right away. And I'm so, so glad that I did. And today we are going to share a conversation we had about creativity, understanding why you might call yourself a storyteller, even when you didn't think that you were. So I hope that if you're listening to this podcast today, and you felt like, Mm, this is a nice little podcast, but I don't really identify. I don't feel like I myself am a storyteller. I just kind of like to hear other people tell stories. Um, well, I have news for you. you. You have stories. And the way that we can grow from and learn from the stories of our lives and the way that um, even even like the some of the dark times, how it challenges us and all, but also moves us forward and helps us to grow. I hope that, you know, through some of these conversations that you can kind of look in your own life and say, wow, that's true. I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't gone through that garbage or, you know, I, I have learned so much or I, I have been able to help other people because I suffered like that. So I hope you find that encouraging or even inspiring to share your story or think about your story in a different way and in a way that might build you up and even empower you and in a way that you could encourage others because of it. And also, 
maybe you you realize some creativity that you have in kind of telling your story. So I just hope you're encouraged. And without further ado, I would like to present this interview to you. So I will chat with you on the other side. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Good. So, Jennifer Polk. Do you like to be called Jen, Jenny, Jennifer? What's your favorite? Most people call me Jenny unless you're my mother and you're angry at me. So, Jenny is good for this. So. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Jenny then. That's thank great. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you are not in trouble with me, girl. So. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't want to make you mad. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show and just kind of share your personal story and experiences with creation. I first found out about you through uh, someone I go to church with and have just really enjoyed reading more about you, you know, just through your Facebook posts, but also um, to read some of the articles that you have written as well. Well, thank you. I'm I'm humbled by that. I consider myself an accidental writer. And uh, <laughs> whenever I hear somebody say the type of things that you're saying, it sort of it sort of takes me sets me back. I get surprised by that. But thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. So I just want to ask you a little bit about your writing journey and which is interesting since you are kind of surprised by the creator slash writer compliment (laughs) that you perhaps don't consider yourself a quote unquote author even. How did this start then? Like how did you accidentally end up writing (laughs) articles and etc.? I have a lot of strongly held opinions and it seems that that, it seems that's the genesis for a lot of them but I have I have a rich history that God has given me, a personal history. And as a child, I loved books and I loved words. And I had this great relationship with my dad where we had a lot of really deep, colorful discussions. And so the seeds were probably bred in childhood. But then I became an engineer and a business owner. And as we all know, engineers and business owners do not write. <laughs> and so I started putting some stories out on Facebook and some opinions and somebody noticed some of them and published me. And so that's how we are here today. Wow. So now do you write on a regular basis for you write for American greatness? It's an online magazine, correct? Yes. And a couple other little ones here and there. Um, Yes, I write, but very erratically. My, my, business life is a very busy one. I work a lot of hours during the week and it seems that I'm still waiting for lightning to strike and that's when I can write. And in between those times, the well sort of runs dry. So I haven't figured out how, how authors who write regularly put a lot of their volume out in those sorts of increments because I just wait for the lightning to strike. Right, right. Well, and with the business you own being so busy, I would imagine it's difficult to find the time, even if you wanted to write, say, every day or every other day, it probably is difficult to find that time. 
it really is. My days typically start between four and five in the morning and I hit the ground running and fall into bed exhausted at nine o'clock at night and don't really know what happened in the in-between hours. So, so it's like finding the space for that creative spark. It, it, it's a rarity in your, your life. It is, but it's one of those sweet cathartic moments when it does happen, when the world kind of gets shut out and you find yourself sort of rejuvenated and telling one of these stories, as I'm sure you, you know, you're a wonderful writer. I'm sure that you know what that's like. It, it restores part of the inner part of me when I can do that. Yes. Yes. So then it, it, it's restorative to you personally. Now, do you have a mission in sharing that work, that creativity, those stories with others? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I want to make a religious point or a political point. And then other times I'm a Christian. And one thing I have found in the Christian community is that oftentimes we're not honest enough with one another about our weaknesses Mm -hmm. and our failings and our frustrations. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that part of my mission is, is to let people know that we are all real. We're all struggling. We're all kind of working together at this thing called life that God has put in front of us. And it seems that we can bolster one another if, if we're honest and we don't pretend like everything is okay in our world. Yeah, that's great. So honesty and honesty resulting in like true caring. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. That sounds more highfalutin than I intended. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I have a, so, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I've appreciated it when I have either read others or other people have sat me down and said, listen, you know, I I wake up sometimes and the dog is vomiting on the carpet and my hair is greasy and the day isn't going the way that I want it to. And I would like others to know that we all have those same struggles. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I know that you write under a pseudonym and I wondered if, maybe the mission of writing under that pseudonym is, is any different from Jenny Polk's mission? It absolutely is. It's almost like I have a split personality. The pseudonym, (laughs) the pseudonym takes care of a lot of my, my political beliefs. And I do that in order. I have four children and like I said, a business and I'm involved in my community. And the, the pseudonym takes care of the politics and the ugly stuff. And so that way I don't feel a lot of repercussions and I can protect my family. And so yeah. Jenny Polk tends to write the more real, honest, pretty stuff maybe. And then the pseudonym takes care of the ugly work. Okay. And so the mission of that is just to kind of um, get a voice out, have a voice. Yes. To... to put some of those political thoughts and beliefs out there. Yes. Okay. I I think the most powerful, the most powerful weapon we have is our words. And if we can, if we can convey effectively through our words, we might be able to convince somebody to think differently. I have no evidence that I have ever changed anyone's mind, but there's always the hope that you can change somebody's mind or at least make somebody look at something a little differently. Right. Right. It seems like in our world today, we could we could do with a little bit of, you know, thinking about the other side and giving that some consideration. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And how little can any of us do that? Right. Yes. Right. 
Yes. Awesome. So it, it sounds like you don't have a set in stone, like storytelling or story making process. You're waiting for that lightning to strike. <laughs> But where do you get inspiration from? Is there what the lightning striking? Is it like something happens during the day and it's like, whoa, I have to write about that? Or or is it more like someone asks you, hey, we need an article on Easter. Can you write us something up? <laughs> it's yes. Your, the answer to your question is yes, it could be anything. Um, I remember the day that my grandmother died. She was almost 101. And hmm. I was, as soon as I heard that she was dying, I, I had this inner compulsion that I could not fight back just to sit down and write about her. So sometimes an event like that will happen where I just have to get the words out or one of the kids will say something funny to me or they'll misbehave and I have to write about that. And then other times, like you're saying, a discussion will come up or I'll overhear something in a grocery store or I'll watch my response to somebody else and that'll inspire me to write about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man you it, at your very nature it just seems like you're a, a writer and it, it just it still kind of makes me chuckle that you're like yeah I'm, I don't know if I'm you know I'm just an accidental writer I don't know I'm like own it girl you- <laughs> <laughs> one of my editors in particular is going to listen to this interview and he's going to want to beat me about the head because he always he's always frustrated with me about this very thing <laughs> <laughs> then he'll probably be sending me a big thank you <laughs> thanks probably for backing so. me up <laughs> uh, so are you working on anything right now do you keep a work in progress or do you do you keep notes along the way like any given day if something piques your interest you, you you write it down for later or what do you what's your process I do I have a folder stuffed full of napkins and scraps of paper and post-it <laughs> notes and church bulletins where I'll start scribbling some ideas and then I just jam them in the folder and wait for a day when when I can put some thoughts together I have some articles pulled I'm thinking about writing about Mike Rowe right now and his story um and then also during church, a lot of times a thought will strike me and I'll scribble a note down and shove it in the folder for later's use. Nice. <laughs> so are you working on anything right now, an article or a story? Um, I am working on Facebook censorship and social media censorship overall. And then a story about industry in America and what's happening to it and why it might just be our future. Wow. So where, where will you publish those stories? Probably American Greatness, if they're interested. I always give them the opportunity first if they're not asking for something directly. And then if they're not, I'll shop it around. Okay. And what's that process like? Do you just have a list of, um, like, online? I have a great resource for anybody interested. Yes, please. Okay. It's, I'm sure every writer's heard of it. And again, I'm a Johnny come lately. It's called the writer's market. And it's a, it's a book with a huge list of publications and it lists the specifications that each publisher is looking for. So it'll give you the editor's name, word count, the general flavor of the publication and that sort of thing. So it's, um, it's, it's really well organized and it's easy to look for. So I can look things up in there and see if they're interested in anything that I write. What's the name of it again? It's called Writer's Market. Okay. And they republish it every single year, and you can get it on Amazon or wherever. 
great. So did you study or um, learn how to write a query letter and do you attach that with your article or do you just give them a sample or just send a letter and say, hey, I've got this article on industry. Are you interested? They tell you all of that. So they tell you what, what each publication is looking for. So you tailor it to each each one and what they're looking for. Oh, okay. It, it, including the letter. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Yeah, they, they give you addresses where to send it. They tell you how much they pay for an article. It's really a good resource. Yeah, that is excellent. See? Look at you. <laughs> Look Educate, at educating us. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Oh, I'm, good. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. You should. I'll, se- I'll send you a copy of it. It's great. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so where can, where can people get a hold of your stories or learn more about you? Do you have a website? Where are you at online? I am really sort of nowhere. I'm on American Greatness. So you could look for me on American Greatness and I can get uh, messages through the comment section on there. And then I have a Facebook page, Jenny Polk. And beyond that, I'm not really anywhere other than my wow. pseudonym. <laughs> yes. Um, do you have an author page or have you ever considered creating an author page? What is that? So an author page, if you went on Goodreads or Amazon, you could create an author page where it just kind of gives a profile about you and where people can find your your writing I have never heard of that but I will consider that what what benefit do you see in an author setting up an author page on Goodreads or Amazon and I ask that as sort of a newcomer to this world Sure. Well, the reason I do is because I, I actually publish books. So I have ebooks and paperback books. I haven't so much been in the article world. Um, so I, for me, I, I just want people to know more about me or to know what other books I've written because I write nonfiction and fiction. But I think that if someone reads something they're very interested in, for instance, I really loved your article, um, the Easter article you wrote for American Greatness, and I totally would have like Googled you or like, you know, ah. tr- tried to look you up and just get a little more info about you. Like, who is this girl? Like, I've not heard of Jenny Polk and I love that article and she's so, she's so um, eloquent. I really want to where'd she come from? You know? (laughs) Well, thank (laughs) you. Yeah. So that, I think when people are interested in, in the work, they're interested in who created it. And so then the author page just gives them kind of a place to go to see who you are. So, okay. Okay. I will think about that. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. Is there anything else you'd like to share while we are together. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sure. What advice would you have for somebody like me who is just starting their foray into the writing world? Mm. Well, I think it would depend on what your goals are. And, you know, we talked about your mission a little bit. And the reason why I say what your goals are, if you enjoy writing articles and that's what you want to do, that's where you, that's your wheelhouse. Then I would say, write 
as much as you can. And my one piece of advice would be to carve out time because life, as you and I both know, doesn't necessarily hand it to you too often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, my one piece of advice would be find make time. It, whatever works for you, but make time. Like if it's once a week or once every other day, you know, find that time. You've got that whole big binder. I would love to hear some of those stories. Okay. I just want, I want you to tell them because I love to read your stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank and, you. Yeah. But if, if your goal is like, I, I, one day I'd like to write a book. I think that that would be great. You know what? Keeping track of all of these journal articles you write, you could compile them into, you know, like the chronicles of, of Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> My mother would buy the only copy. So. <laughs> Obviously, a good title for the book, but you get the idea. I do. <laughs> and so if, if a book is, you know, I guess the advice would be very similar is to get as, you know, carve out that time so that you can keep writing. Um, and then for the publishing piece of it, you know, I'm an independent publisher and I really kind of prefer it that way because I have all control. I have all creative control. I control when it's published. And sometimes um, through traditional publishing, um, the projects take a bit longer to get out on the market than with independent publishing. And so if you're independent publishing, I would say, you know, just to go for it, because sometimes that pushing the button, the publish button is a little scary, but in some ways, I feel like your work is already tried and true. I mean, people were tracking you down to publish your work. To me, that says that it's not just your mom saying, you're a great writer. <laughs> it's, you know, someone in the industry saying, wow, we want, we want your words on our page here. So uh, I just encourage you to write more. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that that was clear, but very clear. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, good. Good. Well, I really enjoyed our time together. Hopefully we can do this again. Me too. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And keep creating great and wonderful things. Yes, ma'am. The next piece is going to be out for Father's Day. So thank you. Okay, we'll look for it on American Greatness, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. So that's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed that interview. I had a great time conducting the interview and hope to have Jenny on again soon. And if you have any questions or comments for Jenny or myself, please feel free to leave a message anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can also feel free to go to my website, Sarah Fenlin Falk. Com and leave a message there. Feel free to sign up for a newsletter, check out the resources page. And if you are just identifying with Storyteller, please go to Facebook and join our Storyteller Nation Facebook page. We'd love to have you there. And as always, friends, I look forward to talking with you next time. Till then, create something great.